Welcome to the Hope Unlimited Church podcast. We are so honored to connect with you, and we pray that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Go with me to Mark's Gospel, chapter number 11. Mark's Gospel, chapter number 11. And I'm actually going to have you turn to three separate places. I don't normally like to do that, but we're going to do that today. Go to Mark's Gospel, chapter number 11, and then we're going to go to James, then we're going to go to Hebrews. Mark's Gospel, chapter number 11, and we will start reading with verse 22. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, when you get there, say, roll tide, glory to God. Ain't nobody nobody saying nothing. Say, go Vols. There we go. Sorry about that. Calm down. It was a joke. Relax. I heard some attitude in that. Go Vols. It's like, easy, easy. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse number 22. And Jesus answering said to them, have faith in God. Actually, that's a terrible translation. Another translation says, have the faith of God. Or have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall, say the next word. Say it. Say it like you're Pentecostal. Whosoever shall to this mountain be thou removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he. Okay, we got to do that again. I'm not in that. He said it, and he said it, and he said it, and he said For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you Pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Flip over. Keep your finger right there in Mark 11. Keep your finger right there in Mark 11, and go to James chapter number 1. Go to the book of James chapter number 1. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, and then you're in James. Chapter number 1, I'm going to start reading with verse number 2. When you get there, say, go Vols. Ain't nobody there yet. People don't even bring their Bible to church anymore. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various temptations or diverse temptations. That's a good King James word for you. Diverse temptations. It actually means various. I grew up with a precious woman of God uh, in church, and she was just an older lady, sweet woman of God. And she, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that um, earthquakes will happen in diverse places. And it means various in the King James. But she came to me one Sunday. She said, you know what, Pastor Casey? She said, the end, Jesus is about to come back. I said, really? He's about to come back? How do you know? She goes, because there was an earthquake in the Pacific Ocean. And the Bible said there will be earthquakes in divers places. I said, well, my God, honey, that's what it sounds like to me. Glory to God. Jesus is coming back. Know this, the trying of your faith works patience. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not and it shall be given him. Watch this verse. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. 
For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Watch this. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. All right, one more verse. Flip over to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to read one verse to you. Hebrews 10 verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of, or the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Amen? Amen. I am, I, I'm, I, can't, I can't get off this topic. I've preached on the last couple of weeks and I'm really trying to come in and teach something else, but I have to teach what's going on inside of me. I got to teach you what I feel like God's saying to us. Is that all right? Is it okay if I don't have the next four years of sermon series planned out that we just follow the river a little bit? Is that all right? We are, by nature, programmed to think negatively. We're, by nature, programmed to think negatively. We're, because we're programmed to think negatively, we're also programmed to speak negatively. Just take inventory of some of the words that you say over the, last, over the next week. You'll be astonished at some of the things that come out of your mouth. I'm not talking about vile, corrupt, immoral things. I just mean things that speak death things that speak death. I'm really passionate right now. I believe God's breathing on this particular season of our life as a church. I'm really passionate about getting you into the blessing. Is there anybody okay with that? I'm real passionate about three people. Did you hear that? The bless, That sounds good. The blessing. I'm, I'm burning right now to get you into the abundance that Jesus has already provided for you in every area of your life. I'm still crazy enough to believe that he wants you to have more than enough in everything. That's not just financially, although that is financially. I believe he wants you to have more than enough peace, more than enough joy. I believe he wants your family to have, to have uh, unity and love between you that's too much. I believe what happens between you and your spouse and you and your family, the world needs to look at it as uncommon because the blessing of God rests on it. I believe he wants you to have too many opportunities and too much money. I know people that are walking in the blessing that they say, God keeps giving it to me faster than I can even get it back in the ground because he wants me to have too much. I believe you can get to a place, your Bible says, where the reaping overtakes the sowing while you're on the way to throwing more seed in the ground more harvest is coming to you does anybody believe that with me but I've got to teach you how to get into the blessing because we think the way we get into God's best is that we come to church on time and we attend church faithfully and we pray a little bit and then we wait on God that's not how the blessing works. Your Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Another translation says it this way. Faith gives substance to our hopes. Let me, let me, let me, can, can we do a little Bible study for a second? Everything you need, God's already provided. We always tell people God's at work. Actually, God is not. 
God has already done everything he's going to do. Your Bible says that God is at rest and has ceased from all of his works. Your Bible said in Hebrews chapter number four that when God rested on the seventh day, he hasn't picked up working again. He's already done everything that he's ever going to do for me or you. And that involves you being blessed, favored, having too much, having increase, having abundance, your husband being saved, your kids being right with God, you walking in in the fullness of the will and the plan and the purpose of God for your life, already accomplished. It means your body's already healed. Yes, it's already healed. I I have to encourage myself, preach, brother. My God, preach, somebody tell somebody. As a matter of fact, over in Isaiah, it says we, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Over in Peter, he repeats the verse, and he says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Isaiah said we are healed. Peter said we were healed. If you are and you were, then you is. I like to tell people this all the time. If God didn't want to heal you, then he shouldn't have. Because it's already been, I need somebody. Al, where you at, brother? Let's preach, man. If God didn't want to heal you, he shouldn't have. It was already provided for you in the cross. Jesus did not just pay the price for your salvation. He paid the price for your abundance and your liberty and your too much in every area of your life. Does anybody believe that with me? Now, So everything you need already exists in the realm of the spirit. Faith is the mechanism by which you pull it out of the spiritual realm and make it manifest in the natural realm. Faith, active, aggressive, faith that you express every single day of your life. Your healing's already there. Your faith will make it manifest. Your blessing's already there. Your faith has to go get it. Your raise is already there. I'm trying to get you into the blessing. I don't know why you're looking at me funny. I'm trying to get some stuff to you that God's had planned for you from the foundations of the world. Uh, your, Your raise is already there. Your faith just has to go get it. Your debt freedom's already there. Your faith just has to go get it. Your children serving God and being called into the ministry's already there. Your faith just has to go get it. Instead, we spend the majority of our Christian life, Austin, bump me up a little bit. Instead, we spend the majority of our Christian life praying and hoping and waiting on God. Your Bible said this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. There is a difference between faith and hope. Hope means one day. But faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith says, I have it right now. Faith says, I have it today. Hope says, I hope God comes through. Maybe he'll come through. I'm going to keep going to church, throwing my little tip in the offering bucket. Might greet a person from time to time. But faith says, no, he's already provided it for me. And now I exercise it to make it manifest now. Now faith is. However, watch. You all right? You all right? 
we are programmed to think negatively. We're programmed to think it ain't going to work out. Next time you go ask for a raise, you're all, your mind's already telling you, you don't deserve that. You go apply for a loan at the bank, your mind's telling you, you don't deserve that. You ain't going to get that. You ain't going to get that. You go up for prayer at an altar because you're sick in your body. You ain't going to get healed. You're, we're, we're programmed to think negatively. So the Bible is trying to reprogram our thinking. That's what Paul means when he talks about be not conformed to the world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I, 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 I want, listen, listen, if this ain't your kind of teaching, let's see, I'm 37, I turn 37 next week. I'm going to be teaching this for the next 63 years because I'm going to at least 100. So if you don't like it now, it's going to be a long couple of days and coming up ahead. I'm trying to get you into the blessing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this is what we have a tendency to do. We will read a promise in the Bible such as, God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And then we strain to believe it. Right? I think, yes, he said it. He has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. You are not designed to put faith in God's word. God's word is designed to put faith into you. The reason we try to stretch and strain and believe it is because we don't believe it. The reason we try to stretch and strain and, oh, I hope so, I maybe so. You know the Bible says, but we don't no more mean that than anything in the world. It's because we've not taken that word and, like Jesus said, let it sink down into us till it becomes the very part of who we are. So we try to stretch and strain and believe something that we don't even think will come to pass and we don't even speak will come to pass. Let me say it this way. Faith cannot exist when the will of God is unknown. There is no such thing as blind faith. You don't just believe something because you chose to believe something. If you need something from God, you've got to go to the book and you've got to find out what God said about that thing. You have to, in order for you to ever really believe God, you have to come to terms with, I know that this is God's will for me and my life because he said it to me in his word and nothing's going to shake me off of that. So do you even know why you're believing what you're believing for? Can you give me three Bible verses that back up what you say you're asking God for? Help me, help me, help me, worship band. Just clap, just wave. Just sow another offering, whatever you gotta do. Faith cannot exist where the will of God is not known. You will never be healed until you become convinced by spending time in his word that God absolutely has healing for my life. You will never have abundance. You will, now people say, well, now that you, he's preaching all this, there's still people, I understand that. You know why? I don't know. 
I'm not going to be so foolish to say, well, people die because they don't have enough faith. Your Bible says in Deuteronomy that the secret things belong to the Lord our God. There are things going on that we don't have any idea why, and we would be foolish to even opine about them. What I do know is what he has clearly established in the book. And so we will do a casual perusal twice a year to find a Bible verse or pull up some scripture off the internet that we don't know more believe than anything. And then we spend our life trying so hard to believe it and put faith in it. When the reality is it's got to get so deep in your bones that it puts faith into you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you let this word get down in you, it becomes harder not to believe it than it does to believe it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God because when you read a verse or hear a verse it hits your head right and you mentally assent to it yeah he wants me healed Jesus died for it yeah he wants me blessed because the Bible said he gave me power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant in the earth he said that he wills that I prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers he said that me and my house were going to serve the Lord he said he wants his blessing that I'm going to be blessed coming in blessed going out blessed in the city blessed in the field blessed in the basket blessed in the storehouse I'm going to be the head I'm not going to be the tail I'm going to be the first I'm not going to be the last no weapon formed against me is going to prosper every devil is a liar I've got victory and not I've got power and authority I'm trying to help somebody I got power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases he's given me power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall be enemies and we read it and it hits our head and we clap and we say "Woo, that's good but it never takes the leap it never takes that 18 inch drop from our head down to our spirit you know, your Bible says in the parable of the sower, when the sower's going out and he's sowing the seed, the seed that gets sown on stony ground, your Bible says with joy they receive it. In other words, they hear the word and they even have an emotional response. Oh, that's good. Oh, well, that's, that's my word. Glory to God. You leave church and you're so excited because whoo, he preached a good message. He talked about me getting blessed. Glory be to God. And, it, and you receive it with joy, but it has no root in them. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. In order for you to believe God for anything, you have to be fully, finally, forever established that this is his will because he has clearly prescribed his will from my life through his word. And you spend so much time saturating yourself in that word that his will for you permeates every part of who you are. And then you have something to stand on when you pray. Because you think just praying works and it doesn't. Jesus did not say, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask what you will and it will be done for you. It's not what the Bible said. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you trying to help you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask what you will. Why can I ask what I will and you be done and it be done for me right now? Because my word abides in you and you have finally forever established what God's will is for me and now I have faith to stand on when I pray. There are things you are praying for that will never happen because his word doesn't abide in you. Because you are not convinced 
It's like that term Paul used. I am persuaded. You are not persuaded that this is the will of God for my life. And then we have the nerve to walk around and get an attitude with God. And say foolish things like prayer don't work. It's because you ain't pray. Prayer works when you work it. God's word works, but you got to work it. All right. I'm going somewhere. Hang in. I'm not even to my main point yet. Y'all all right? I'm trying. I'm try, I want to get us into the blessing. Is anybody with me on that? Now, once, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask whatever you will. And it'll be established. Because once my words abide in you, it transforms your will into my will. Okay? If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You ask what you will, and I'll do it for you. Now you have foundation for prayer. However, prayer is not the only way faith is demonstrated and expressed. Okay? We pray, but our confession is destroying our praying. We ask God for one thing and then repel the very thing we ask God for by the things that we say after we ask God for it. God, meet every need. God, meet every need. God, meet every need. Wife comes up. Can we go out to eat? No, we broke. That's real talk. Quit playing with me. Quit acting holy on me. Huh? Oh, God, send it. Oh, God, I believe you. Were. Oh, God, where are we going on vacation this year? We're going to the park. And we're going to throw a Frisbee around. And I dare one of them kids to get an attitude. Because when I was a kid, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> we asked God for it. And when it was on its way, it made a U-turn. And the blessing ran away from us because of the words coming out of our mouth. That's why he said, when you ask God, that's why James said, when you ask God for something, you can't let anything in your life waver. You got to get your words to line up with your praying. God Almighty, your praying and your confession have to be in agreement. They have to be in alignment with each other. If you ask him for it, you should never say anything else other than I've already got what I just asked him for. Even if, you, even if it's not manifested yet, I've already got everything that he's promised me because I have to ask him in faith with nothing wavering. God sent his spouse, God sent his spouse, God sent me his spouse, God sent me my Boaz, glory to God. But your words are driving them away. Don't nobody interested. Ain't nobody interested in me. Ain't nobody gonna take me out. Just gonna be another lonely summer. <laughs> Maybe he was coming, and God stopped him. God didn't stop him. Your confession stopped him. Yeah. Believe in God for a race, and then kill it on its way. The Bible, in the, in the New Testament, they were so convinced of the power of a language that the centurion said, Lord, you don't even have to come to my house if you just speak the word because I am a man under authority and I have people under me. And I can look at one man and say, go, and he goes. I can look at another man and say, come, and he comes. I can look at somebody and say, do this, and he, do, and he does it. And Jesus said, I've not found so great faith. 
not in all Israel. Because when you understand faith, you understand when I get my praying and my confession into alignment, I can say to this, go, and it goes. I can say to this, come, and it comes. I can say to this situation, come into alignment with the word of God, and it obeys. Jesus called that great faith. It takes a lot in the New Testament to get Jesus' attention in regards to faith. Peter walked halfway on the water and fell, and Jesus rebuked him for not having much faith. Isn't two steps a big deal? I mean, give the boys some credit. At least he jumped out the boat. I'd be sitting over there with John saying, you got this, Peter. You got him. You got him. Good luck. Even Peter walking on the water didn't get Jesus' attention to faith. What got Jesus' attention in regards to faith is you believe that whatever you say, you can have. He called that great faith. And you don't even need great faith to get something from God. You just need faith as a grain of a mustard seed to get something from God. What would, oh glory, what would happen if you started getting a hold, not just of your prayer life, but getting a hold of your tongue and your confession and got your confession and your praying in alignment with each other because your words are containers. They are carrying life or they are carrying death. You got to get what you're asking him for and what you're speaking into your life. You got to get those things into agreement. He says in Mark eleven twenty two, have the faith of God, have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind of faith? Let there be light. And there was light. The God kind of faith calls those things that are not as though they were. Right? Have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast, shall not doubt and sorrow, shall believe whatsoever he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Says. The King James makes you nervous. Therefore, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. He talked about speaking to it three times the amount he talked about praying about it. And all us Christians know how to do is pray about it. And then we drive it away. You should be confessing it at least three times the amount you're praying about it. And you got to believe that whatever you say, not whatever you pray, whatever you say shall come to pass. You know my kids are going to serve God? Because I called it into existence. God almighty, I no, no. You know why you're never going to have financial trouble again? Because of the things coming out of your mouth. You know why some of you are going to always have financial trouble? Because the things coming out of your mouth. Your confession is unraveling your praying. So what do you do when you've prayed and you've confessed, and it still has not manifest. Because faith gives substance to our hopes. Faith takes what we're believing for out of the realm of the supernatural and into the realm of the natural. There are some things waiting on you. There are some things waiting on you that you got to get to manifesting now. Right? Does anybody believe that? There's some blessing, there's some favor, there's some increase, there's some peace, there's some joy, there's some reconciliation, there's some healing, there's some deliverance that's already provided for you that you need it working for you now, not when you get to heaven, now. I, I completely disagree with the notion how we always preach about how wonderful heaven's gonna be and how horrible earth's gotta be. Jesus said nobody has ever forsaken father, mother, houses, and lands that have not received back a hundredfold in this life and in the life to come, eternal life. 
So what do you do when you're getting your praying right? Because now it's based in his word. It's not based upon your, your, whims, your last whimsical notion. I have people ask me this all the time on Facebook. Can I pray for somebody to be my spouse, somebody specific? Can I call them by name? Like, no, you, it's creepy. Don't, don't stop. <laughs> stop. You can't just pray whatever you want and expect God to do it. Some of us are guilty of witchcraft that we call prayer. When really, we're simply trying to impose what we want on a situation in the name of God. God Almighty. Y'all better help a brother out. Y'all too quiet this morning. So we're trying to impose our plan in lieu of God's plan because we don't know God's plan. You can't just pray about anything and get it. When you get your praying right, because it's based in his word, because I'm convinced of his word, because I'm established in his word, if I abide in him and his words abide in me, then I can ask what I will and it shall be done for me. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And then I get my confession to line up with what I'm praying about. How, think about it. How many times you ask God for money and turn around and spoke poverty? How many times that happened? How many times you ask God for increase, turn around and get in a fight with your spouse over the credit card bill? We have a rule at our house. Once we pull out the credit card statement, nobody gets in a fight at that point. <laughs> Primarily because I'm the spender in our family. And I don't need you, I don't need you coming at me like that all the time. There's a little demon that gets in credit cards, right? That when you open those credit card statements, it's like, this is a mathematical impossibility. How did, this is like exponential increase, not for me, for the bank. Is this like 400% interest compounded daily? What's going on here? Right, y'all don't do credit cards, y'all Dave Ramsey's. I feel you, I feel you. So you get your praying right. Then you get your confessing right. Some of you are praying for your husband to get right with God. And then the things you say to him is driving him away from the very thing you're asking God to do in him. I've seen it. I've seen women come to me and say, would you pray for my husband to start serving Jesus? Yeah, honey, let's pray. Da, da, da. Because he ain't nothing but a low down, no serving, backwoods redneck and his mom and him awkward. Well, that's just fantastic. <laughs> we just prayed for him. Now that's 45 seconds of my life. I will never get back. Thank you very much. Will you pray for my kids to serve God? Yeah, let's pray. Let's intercede. God, send them back home. Because what it is, is they, they're little brats is what they are, and they always entitled. And you know this generation, I'm like, well, that's fantastic. You, do we need to pray again and start over? <laughs> our confession is destroying our praying. So we get our praying right, and then we get our confession to line up. Let me tell you something. Let me give you a little tip, this little pro tip, little life hack. When you're praying for something and then your words, your confession goes against what you're praying for, you need to break the power of those words. See, y'all looking at me so funny. Some of y'all like, I've never heard this before. 
So you pray and get your praying right, get your confession right. And then what do you do when it doesn't happen yet? I'm so glad you asked. Because Hebrews says, let us hold, band, you guys can come on up. Let us hold fast our confession. Now watch. That word confession comes from the Greek word homologia. You like that? That just rolls off my redneck tongue. <laughs> homologia. Homo means same, where we get the word homo sapien, same. Homo, same, logia, word. Let us hold fast to saying the same word. Let us hold fast to saying the same thing. When it hasn't manifested, the answer is you hold fast to saying, that's why David would say language like, I'm like a tree planted by the water and I shall not be moved. I'm going to hold fast to saying the very same thing in faith that I prayed for until it comes out of the realm of the spiritual into the realm of the natural. Let me tell you something, friend. Did you ever notice you can talk yourself into a good mood or a bad mood? You ever notice that? That's why David would say things like, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He's talking to himself. Soul, you're going to bless the Lord. I know you're going through it, but bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's in within, that is within me. Bless his holy name. Soul, you're going to bless him. Soul, you're going to praise him. That's why your Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's why he would say, soul, why are you cast down? Because I got to talk my way out of this now, soul. Pick yourself up and start giving him some glory. You can talk yourself into it. Listen to me, friend. Nothing in your life moves until you speak to it. And when it has not manifested, you don't get to say the word don't work or faith don't work. That's why Paul told Timothy, you got to fight the fight of faith. Faith is a fight. It is a fight to look a situation in the natural that is outside the will of God, to look at it day after day and say you are coming into the complete and perfect plan and purpose of God for your life. It's a fight to look at your bank balance every day and say, I walk in too much. I need somebody to believe this with me. It's a fight. It is a fight to look at your bank balance every day and say, I walk in blessing, favor, and increase. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Thank you, Lord, for increase. Thank you, Lord, for too much. If you won't do it when you don't have too much, when you don't have enough, then you will never have enough. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to look at your baby when they're not serving God and say, you're a man of God. You're a, that's who you are. I know, I know you, I know you're doing your thing, but this is who you are. You're a man of God and you're just going to serve God the rest of your life. Or we can just keep doing what we're doing. Plodding through life. Hoping to God something changes and when it don't, blaming the president and blaming the Congress and blaming the country and the cat and the rich are getting richer and nah, 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 and my boss is a jerk and I wish I had a better job and if I would have just went to school and got a degree or you can get inside the kingdom. Amen. 
or you can get inside the kingdom and start manifesting everything Jesus has provided for you. But it's a fight. It's a fight to look at your body every day when it is racked with pain and look yourself in the mirror and say, you are healed in Jesus' name. I got three people in here that believe it. Three. It's a fight. It's a fight. You know what some of you need to do? You need to have some, you need to, you need to go, you need to drive over to the BMW dealership today and just start looking. See, that's too much for y'all. Say, no, that's too much for y'all. That's too much for y'all. Me and my wife are about to move into a house, but we drove by another, another um, neighborhood the other day that I will, I will say that it is, let me see how to put this. Uh, it's out of the budget right now. Right now, not forever. But you know what we do? We drive through and look. What's God going to give me next? See, this is too much for you. What's God going What's God going to do for us next? Where's our house at? Oh, I like that one. That's got That price tag's got seven numbers. That means over a million dollars if that took a minute. See, I need some land. I need my farm back. There's 68 acres. Look at the price tag. They should have moved that decimal point a little over this way. What's God going to do for me next? Some of you need to go to the car dealership. Just start looking around. When they try to sell it, say, I'm not buying today, but I'm thinking because I believe there's some increase and there's some favor and there's some abundance coming my way. Bring that down just a minute. Had a dear couple of our, a dear uh, couple friend of ours that were there, there in Alabama and they tried for years to get pregnant they couldn't get pregnant they went to the doctor got everything checked out everybody was fine but they couldn't get pregnant tried for years over 10 years God spoke to her and said you make an act of faith now and see what I do you know what she did she loaded up in the car and she drove to the maternity clothes department store and started shopping see this is way over this and she started buying pregnancy clothes she started wearing them. They went ahead and converted one of the rooms in their house into a nursery and bought the crib. They weren't even pregnant yet and bought the crib. Why? Because they asked God for something and then they got everything in their life in alignment and agreement with that because when I ask him, I got to ask him in faith with nothing wavering. And then they got pregnant with twins. Ten years of broken-hearted hope being deferred, and then they have twins, and we be like, "That's good. That's that's good. Praise the Lord." That's why some of us will never have what God wants us to have because we don't respect enough what God does in the lives of somebody else. We get up and we share all some testimonies. How would you act if that was your daughter that was believing for 10 years and then God blessed them with twins? How would you act if somebody walked up and handed you the keys to a brand new car or a brand new house and said, God spoke to me and told me to give you this? Would you give God one of these? 
Listen, hang on. Hang on. What do you think about it? Because faith praises him the way you're going to praise him when it actually manifests. What if somebody walked up to you with a checkbook and said, how much you owe on your mortgage? Because God spoke to me. And you and I both know you put a little padding in there. right? Well, it's actually like 250, but it's more like 265, 270 something. And they say, God spoke to me to pay off the mortgage. Let me tell you what you're not going to do. You're not going to do this. Amen. Let me shake your hand. Praise God. You'll be like, glory to God. The devil is alive. You got to do that on this side of the manifestation. Would somebody that's believing God for something lift your voice and give him some praise? You're a good, good, good father. You're a good, good, good father. And we're believing you for your perfect plan and your abundance to be manifested in our life. And we praise you on credit in the name of Jesus. We praise you in advance in the name of Jesus. I was listening to Creflo Dollar teach one time. And I know people don't like him. That's fine. He was teaching on debt freedom. He said the Lord spoke to him. He bundled up all of his debts, counted them all out, got all the balances. Wrote it on a piece of paper. Stuck the paper on his fridge. He said every time he walked by the refrigerator... He would dance and shout and give God glory. Oh, thank you, Lord, that I'm debt free. That's too much for some of us, ain't it? That's too much for some of us, ain't it? That's fine. That's fine. We can struggle. You can, if, if you prefer to struggle the rest of your life, good luck with it. But I want to get faith operating. I want to get what's out of the realm of the supernatural into the natural, into the tangible right now. You take out a 30-year mortgage on your house, I declare it's going to take less than half that to pay it off. And there we are again. Of course, if your mortgage got paid off, you wouldn't be doing that, but when we talk... I believe your body's going to get healed. I believe your kid that's been addicted to methamphetamines is going to come home and be filled with the Holy Ghost and transform. Is there anybody with me this morning? Got to get some aggression to your faith. You got to get some aggression to your faith. I ain't never heard anything like this. That's we got good. I'm glad you're here. Right? I believe your boss is going to call you in and say, we're giving you $15,000 a year raise. You know what you ain't going to do? Wait with that lukewarmness. Amen? The kingdom suffers violence. 
the violent, take it by force. Lift those hands up to him. Father, everything we've needed, you've provided. You believe that this morning? Everything we've needed, you've provided. I said, you believe that this morning? Everything you've needed, everything we've needed, you've provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Great is your faithfulness to me. All that I've needed, thine hand hath provided. Great is your faithfulness to me. And I want you, listen, look at me. I want you to agree in this prayer with me right now. Father, every word, you don't have to repeat it. I just want you to agree. Every word that we have spoken out of our mouth that has contained negativity or defeat, y'all with me, or death, every confession we've made that has repelled the blessing you're trying to send, we break the power of those words, we repent for those confessions, we renounce those words, and now we say afresh and anew, everything you have provided for us comes to us and manifests in us today, right now, in Jesus' name. Does anybody believe that this morning? Does anybody believe that this morning? Amen. We're going we're gonna to get it right. We're going we're gonna to get the temperature right. We're going to get the spiritual temperature right. To where you come in here so full of faith, you can't hardly see straight. I uh, bring that down just a bit, guys. I preached at a church one time. A big faith church. Just believed God's word. Just You couldn't even read a verse out of the Bible. Somebody fall out. You're just like, oh, God, I ain't even... Pick them up. Because <laughs> they're so full of faith and believe God's word. Do you believe his word? Yes. Let me tell you what to do this week. Two things. Whatever you're believing for, you got to go get in the book and you got to find out what he says. But you have to, you got to find that verse and you've just got to sit down in it. I don't know any better way to say it than you got to just marinate in it. You got to let it permeate in you. You got to let it so reprogram your mind that it becomes virtually impossible for you to speak anything contrary to that word that he gave you. And then number two, you got to bring your confession into alignment with it. And I know people who I don't believe in all that confession stuff. That's fine. I'm not trying to convince you. Just don't hate on it when it starts working for others. Right? Hold fast to saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Ministry, listen, ministry we're part of down in Hamilton, they just bought a shopping center. And uh, we've been believing God for that for years. See, the problem is, is we want faith to work in a microwave, right? Faith is a crock pot. Y'all know what a crock pot is in Tennessee, right? Faith works in a crock pot. Sometimes it takes a little time. We believe God for that for years. They were asking $1.2 million. Now in Hamilton, Alabama, that might as well be $10.2 million. People don't talk in that kind of language in Alabama. Am I right about it? 
I don't even think we can write 1.2 million in Hamilton, Alabama. Look at how you spell that. <laughs> so it might as well have been $20 million. God spoke to my mother-in-law. That's our building. So I don't even, I think it might have been five years. Five years. Every time we drove by it, we stretch our hands toward it. That's our building right there in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Call the developer that owned it. How much you want? 1.2 million. Well, it ain't ours yet, but it's coming. Amen. Five years. You remember that? We'd have our students every morning at Bible class, in Bible school. We'd have our students. Stretch your hands across the street. Call that building in in Jesus' name. Call it. Is this weird for some of y'all? That's fine. It's, it's, just keep hanging around. You'll slide right in. It's a slippery slope. Slide right in. I'm ready for us to have our own building so we can do an altar call. That's very much beside the point, but that little prayer ramp ain't cutting it. I'm ready to lay hands on somebody. Every morning, stretch our hands. Call it in. Call it in. How much you want for it? 1.2? Keep calling it in. This past, when, did they, when, did it, when did it go down? Do you remember? Sometime last year, I don't remember. Last April, I believe it was. I got a call from my mother-in-law. She said, well, bought the building. I said, glory to God, you paid $1.2 million. Nope, 400000 Because faith is a fight. But if you will fight the fight, you'll see God move for you. If you believe it, give him a shout. I said, if you believe it, give him a shout. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit hopeunlimited.church give. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Unlimited Church.